so much. That is correct. You are now listening to the Death Metal Disco Podcast, only on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to it on. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really do. Oh, yeah. I wrote that. It's called I Thank You from the Very Bottom of My Heart. Oh, yeah. It is basically the number one song in all of Tuscany. Um, I don't know why Tuscany. The fucking Italians love me. And uh, yeah, so I'm James. I'm your host of the Death Metal Disco podcast. Most of you know me because all uh, 13 of you that listen to this show um, probably tell me that you listen to the show. And I can't thank you enough for that. If you do listen, uh, great. If you don't listen, you're not listening to this now. So cool, I guess. Um, It is Father's Day. So it's late Father's Day evening. I just got home from my dad's house where I uh, grilled up some steaks and my stepmom made some potatoes and some corn on the cob and stuff. And uh, we had a nice little meal. My sister was unfortunately not able to join us because work is stupid. And that's par for the course. I don't miss being a dispatcher because of that. And uh, yeah, it was a good little meal. They moved into a new house up in Windsor, Colorado. A much further drive from where I am used to going. A little over an hour to get back to my house from theirs. Traffic on the way back was good. It was nice. As opposed to on the way up there, which sucked. And that's dumb. But, you know, it is what it is. So happy Father's Day to those of you who are breeders. Um, Even if you're not breeders. If you uh, stepped in as a stepdad or what have you. Or maybe you adopted. um, My very good friends our parents through adoption and uh yeah that doesn't disqualify them from the mother's day father's day shenanigans they are mom and dad to those kids and perfectly good at what they do and uh yeah so if you are a father happy father's day to you um from this daddy to you happy father's day <laughs> yeah So I hope your Father's Day was good. You did something. We had band practice earlier, so I wish Ryan a happy Father's Day because he's the only one of us with kids. And he said, thanks, man. And I said, you're welcome, dude. And then we played and screamed and stuff, and it was great. It was beautiful. It was magical. Um, Man, I'm really excited for our new songs. Not going to lie. I'll be more excited when we have like a full band and they they're at practice and which is very difficult to do and I'm not talking shit about those of them who live out of state Derek I'm looking at you um and Rob holy fuck the cat's freaking out right now cuz I've been gone all day so now I'm home so she has to spaz out anyway you know it'd be nice to have a full band at practice I miss that a lot but uh you know we make do and uh I think it'll be good to hear how it all comes together um, when we actually get into record, which we're locking down those dates here pretty soon. And we're looking at four songs plus a cover song, hopefully. So that's going to be cool. And with any luck, we'll have our shit together in a way that doesn't make it cost a lot more money and expand the amount of time that we are with Shane in the studio. Cause I don't want it to cost more than it's already going to cost. 
which is a lot because, you know, you want something done, you want it done right, and doing stuff right costs money. So that's how it goes. And it'll be nice to actually have... Fucking hell, cat. Calm down. It'll actually be nice to be held to a uh, a time frame, I think. And, you know, when we recorded the Perdition album, we were doing it all ourselves, and we took fucking forever to get that shit done between the tracking and the mixing. And the mixing was its own beast itself. You know, Derek worked on that when he could, and he spent a lot of time working on that and did a killer job. And uh, we had it, and then finally, you know, we had to make the decision, hey, this is this is as, uh, as much of it as we want, and we have to go with this. We have to make a decision sometime soon. And we did, and then we sent that off to West West... The fuck was the name of that studio? Alan Duchess, 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 Duchess. I don't even know how he says his last name. Um, of West West Studios or West West. I'm totally butchering this. I'm sorry, Alan. I know you don't listen to this, but I'm sorry uh, for mastering. And then, you know, Alan, he he's got his shit fucking all dialed in. He had two versions of it for us to sample and uh, sent that back to us within a day, I think, and. Had the finished product to us like the next day. It was amazing. And uh, we went from there. So it'll be nice to actually be held to a standard. Or not a standard, but just a time somebody's at my door. Well, uh, that was DoorDash trying to deliver food to me that wasn't for me. Um, if I was hungry and uh, not an honest person, I probably would have taken that Chipotle and enjoyed it. But I am not hungry at all, again, because we had steak, potatoes, and uh, I did a pretty phenomenal job on my steaks. They were a little overdone for what I wanted for myself, but uh, not bad. Anyway, where the fuck was I? Oh, yeah, being held to a time limit, um, per se, based on a dollar amount, because uh, Shane charges by the day, and we got that sorted. He already knows how much time he thinks it's going to take, and quoted us a dollar. And, uh, you know, not like a single dollar. That would be crazy cool, but really shortchanging himself, I think. And we don't want that because Shane is amazing. Um, we, uh, it'll be good to get that shit done, not, not lollygagging. Um, I don't mind having imperfections in a recording. And that's evident from, uh, some of our shit in the last album. I, I think it sounds... A little more human when you have little imperfections. There's things in my performance on the last album that I definitely, in hindsight, should have taken the time to go back and fix. Uh, mostly timing issues, phrasing, breathing, whatever. Little things here and there that annoy me and probably anybody who scrutinizes it, which generally when it comes to death metal, it's other death metal musicians. So, um, you know, I'm sure other vocalists, they listen to it and they're like, oh, wow, that's fucking awful, or whatever. Um, you know, same for drums. The drummer listens to the drums mostly, and guitars listen to the guitars, and bass listens to bass. Um, I, I try to listen to everything, but, you know, I, I do focus on vocals when I listen to a record, and um, especially when it's one that I'm on, you know, one that I did. I listen to things for how I did them, and definitely critique myself even though it's been several years since the shit was done and uh i think we finished recording 
in 2017. And then Derek mixed and mixed and mixed and mixed and mixed. And then we released it in February of 2018. And, uh, you know, there's a few few parts here and there that, you know, I could have doubled up on or, you know, re-recorded a few times um, to get a better take. But I didn't. And I should have. But I do like having some imperfections. You know, not like wrong notes all over the place or fucked up phrases or whatever. But just, it doesn't have to be pristine, in my opinion. And I don't like it when records are too too pristine, too clean sounding. Um, in the digital age where digital recording and editing is super, super easy and not nearly as uh, cumbersome as the old analog tape days, you know, it's it's easy. And you listen to a lot of records and a lot of... Uh, a lot of albums sound both in just tones and voices and drum sounds, especially drum sounds and overall sound sound very, 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 very similar. And, you know, when, when it's in metal, there's a lot of variety in metal, but there's still not a lot of variety. Like you might think it's been done or hasn't been done before, but uh, chances are good it has been and you might think that you have a fucking badass guitar tone but somebody else probably had one similar or you know everybody's in the same tones whether they're pedals or amps or combinations or even if it's like an amp modeler like a Kemper or whatever Axe effects um Kemper I made that shit peak like crazy uh Axe effects or whatever um guitar modeling systems or even digital amplifiers in in your recording software. There's tons of VSTs and, you know, whatever. You can create combinations of things and try and dial in cool tones. And, you know, it, it'll sound cool, but it probably sounds similar to somebody else's. And that's the way it goes. You can only do so much and make it original and uh, also good sounding. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. We just need to lock down those days, and uh, I should probably get off my ass and write some lyrics for two of the songs that we want to include. Um, two of them already have lyrics, and then the cover song definitely already has lyrics, so we need to work out the cover song, and then the two songs that don't have lyrics need lyrics, and tightening up for sure. Um, I have a good idea for both of those, but I just need to sit down and really dig in and figure out what the fuck I want them to be about. So, you know, we'll work that out. Speaking of music, and I'm trying to keep this episode short, but speaking of music, the new Fear Factory, the album I was uh, really hesitant to be interested in. I've actually listened to three times today as I drove around town first to practice and then on the way from practice to my dad's house. And then on the way back from my dad's house to my house. Um, there's, a, there's a few songs on there that I don't care for really at all. They're, um, they're not bad per se. They're just not... Uh, I'm just not that fond of them. They're very in line with newer Fear Factory over the last... Well, really since the Digimortal album. Um, in 2001 and the the couple tracks that are on there that I am not super fond of really I mean 
they don't take away anything. The album is actually fucking killer. I dig it a lot. And I was just telling my buddy Jamie a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, he had texted me and he said he really was digging the two tracks that they put out. And I had only listened to the one at the time, the first single they put out. And that's one that I am not, eh, it sounded kind of cheesy to me. Mostly the clean singing part. It sounded too peppy. Um, and Burton, Burton's got a voice that they do the way they process his vocals with uh, delays and chorus or whatever the fuck they put on there. I don't even know, but the way they process his voice and his notes and auto-tune. Uh, if you didn't know that, Burton uses the fuck out of auto-tune. Um, it just, that one song, and I can't even remember what the fuck it is right now. Something, something, suicide machine or something. Um, the clean singing part, the, the between the lyrics and the way it's sung, it didn't make sense to me. It just doesn't vibe with me. The rest of the song is cool. Like the guitars, the drums are badass. And when you're listening to Fear Factory, you're listening for drums and guitars and then Burton's crazy, you know, napalm deathy screaming and his clean singing auto-tune magic. And that's what they're known for. Like they they pioneered that whole, you know, death metally Rory vocal and the clean singing. And they're, they have to be the first band that I've ever heard of um, to do that. Even on Soul of a New Machine, their first album, he had parts where he did that. It wasn't nearly as extensive as it is now, but, you know, it's a lot of rah, 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 and then, oh, except better than that, because obviously that was terrible. Um, but yeah, that song I don't really care for, and there's another song on there, which I, I should have wrote this down, but I was listening to it on the way home and didn't think of it. I was trying not to die in traffic. Um, there's only two songs on there, two or three songs that are just like, eh, whatever, I can take them or leave them. The rest of the album is pretty fucking badass, not going to lie. I will be buying it. Um, I was listening to it on uh, Spotify today. So they made exactly like not a lot of sense on me because, you know, Spotify for artists and shit, they don't pay dick unless I streamed it a thousand times and that didn't happen. So, um I will say the second to last song on that album, Monolith, it is the definitely the least Fear Factory sounding song, I'll say. Uh, only that it's um it's not a driving beast of a song the whole time, but it is. Like anybody who's a Fear Factory fan, if you're if you hear this episode and you're listening to my critique of the new Fear Factory album, um let me know what you think about it. Because the song Monolith, like, when you listen to, uh, uh, when you listen to the song Descend, or Descent, I guess it's Descent, um, off their third album, which, fuck, I'm, I must be dumb as shit, I'm totally forgetting the name of this stuff right now, um, that one's a very radio-friendly song, and it didn't get real radio play from what I remember that album went gold but that didn't get real radio play Digimortal had a couple songs that were uh pretty radio friendly they're you know less aggressive on the vocals uh more of the clean singing um less driving on the drums and the guitars um but this song Monolith uh I haven't looked up the lyrics I need to look up the lyrics um because I want to know them this song is badass. It's like just like the the guitar tone 
super heavy because, you know, I'm sure the Dino's using eight strings and they're probably detuned a little bit, you know, a couple steps down or whatever. I don't know what he fucking tunes to. Um, not crazy drums for the most part, screams here and there, but it's mostly clean singing, a lot of clean singing through it. And the vocal patterns that Burton came up with are, they're super fucking catchy. The hook is really, really good. Um, it's my favorite song on the album, hands down. The one right before it, uh, the name I also fucking forgot. Um, I'm the world's worst CD reviewer because I don't take notes on anything. And then I come talk about it and I don't fucking remember shit. Um, the song right before it is also badass. Uh, very, very driving, very opposite feel between the two of them. Um, but yeah, that monolith, man, that song, I probably put that on repeat six or seven times in the trips between, uh, Greg's house where we practice and my dad's house. And that was like an hour and a half with traffic. And then on the way back, it was just over an hour, but I probably played it five or six times each way, just repeating, repeating, repeating. Um, I'm not going to put the song in this episode, uh, you can find it. I'll probably share it though on the social media just because I really do like the song. So tomorrow, maybe on social media, if you haven't heard it yet, I'll link it. I'll put it up on Twitter or something. I'll share. I'm sure it's on YouTube already or Spotify link or whatever, but I'll share it. It's called Monolith off the new Fear Factory album. Um, <laughs> I fucking forgot the name of the goddamn album too. Something Continuum, Aggression Continuum, something. Jesus Christ. I don't know why you people listen to me. I really appreciate you, though. Uh, yeah, so that's my my very in-depth review on the new Fear Factory album, which surprised me because I didn't have high hopes, especially knowing all the drama with Fear Factory between uh, Burton C. Bell and Dino and then Christian, who you know hasn't been in the band for a while, uh, and Raymond Herrera, same thing with him. Him and Christian were ousted at the same time. They didn't even know it, but... A lot of drama there, and it makes me sad because I really, really loved the original iteration of Fear Factory where Burton, Dino, Christian, and uh, Raymond. And if it wasn't for Raymond's drumming, I probably never would have listened to him because his drums are what hooked me. And he's a fucking beast. And, um, yeah. But knowing that this is Burton's last album that he's on with Fear Factory bums me out. Now, I was thinking about this as I was listening to this monolith song. It's heavy, but it's super, super catchy. Um, the Like I said, the vocal patterns and the hook is really, really good. And it would not shock me if radio stations, you know, like here in Colorado, we got KBPI. And it's been a very long time since I paid any attention to anything on KBPI. I just don't listen to the radio very often. But it would not shock me at all if radio stations actually picked it up and started playing it. Even if it's just, you know, once or twice a day at night. You know, we used to have Metalics here on KBPI, which would play a lot of the heavier music, um, occasionally underground local bands and whatever. Um, but it wouldn't shock me at all if, if it got picked up by mainstream hard rock metal radio because it kind of fits the bill. It's kind of, in my opinion, it's not as aggressive as like Wait and Bleed by Slipknot. Um, it's nowhere near that level of aggression. Um, it's got its own aggression, totally different vibe for it, but it's, uh, got the same feel, you know, it's, I can't really explain it, but I think if you listen to Monolith by Fear Factory 
on the new album. Um, I think you would understand that, yeah, you could probably hear that on the radio sometime. And it wouldn't shock me. Now, expanding upon that, made me wonder if it did get picked up by radio for regular radio play. Would that be enough to convince Burton to come back and do the tour? Because Dino's been posting on social media about Fear Factory's hitting the road again in 2022. And 2022's, you know, only six months away, which is fucking terrifying to think of because it feels like just yesterday was Christmas. Um, but 2022, they're already looking at shit for that. And I know there's a lot of festivals and stuff that are pumping out stuff for 2022 already. Uh, partially because of last year, making up for last year. And then, you know, they're just trying to jump on the, hey, the world is opening back up again. Let's uh, let's get on it. And that's cool. But 2022 also gives Dino more time to figure out the singer situation as well as the drum and bass and all that. I haven't looked at any of the information for who all is on this album. I'm probably going to wait till I buy the CD, which might be sometime this week when I can actually read the liner notes. Um, so I don't know who's on it I other than Burton and Dino. And it wouldn't shock me if they didn't even use a real drummer for this, if they just programmed everything, because, you know, that's pretty common in metal these days. But, uh, you know, me personally, you've never really been able to tell if their drums that they used were programmed or real, um, at least on the album. The first album, you could totally tell they were real. Uh, The second album and after that, it's kind of hard to tell, which is good. That says a lot about technology, but um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know who he has. And as much as it annoys me the way things have gone down with the band over the years, I still I still really, really, really like Fear Factory. I always have, probably always will. Now it makes me wonder again if Burton would come back if the money was right to, hey, 2022 tour. What's up? Let's do it. He's making bank because that fucking song hits the radio and now people are buying the album in spade. Maybe this album goes fucking gold too. It's been a while since they've had a gold album. They've only got the one. I don't think even D Manufacturer went gold. And that's a fucking scary thought because Obsolete isn't as good as D Manufacturer. But D Manufacturer was so good that everybody was super stoked for Obsolete. And that's why it went gold. Um, I remember even when it went gold, the magazines, I had the cutout from, I don't remember which magazine it was, but uh, yeah, I remember having that poster from them getting their gold albums, and I thought that was fucking cool as shit. Then Digimortal came out, and that one, to me, was not, it had a couple songs on there I liked a lot, but to me, that felt, a lot of people called Fear Factory new metal, even from D-Manufacture days, and I didn't I didn't agree with that, but D, Digimortal, um, it definitely put them in that new metal realm, and I didn't I didn't like that very much. Um, I don't have anything against a lot of new metal, but I just didn't feel that they feel, fit that bill at all. But Digimortal's got some tracks that I dig, but out of their first four, it's my least favorite. Um, but I think this album is probably their best one since Archetype. Out of all the new shit that they've come out with, Archetype was badass. I loved Archetype. Dino wasn't on it, but I fucking loved Archetype. I thought it was great. Um, and I think the stuff they put out after that, with or without Dino, was eh, mediocre. Um, but this one, this one I think is definitely the best since Archetype. Um, where it ranks with the first four, I'm probably going to put it... Uh, I'd have to listen to it again a few times. Um, 
but above Digi above Digimortal for sure, and maybe tied with Obsolete. Maybe. And that's only because I liked Obsolete a lot. But Soul of a New Machine is my favorite for sure. And then Demanufacture. Um, yeah. I like I like Demanufacture a lot. So saying Soul of a New Machine is my favorite is saying it's my favorite for totally different reasons. Like I think Demanufacture has more songs that I like on it than Soul of a New Machine. But Soul of a New Machine is just so fucking raw. Um, and that's what I like about it. It's... It's so wrong. More grind Corey, um, much shorter songs, a little less structured. They also use sound clips from movies, which I, I dig from time to time. Um, but it's just more raw, more intense, more raw, less refined, like I said. And I think D Manufacture was one of the first albums where a band really upped the ante for the editing process and uh, making it sound you know, the way it sounds. And I've read our interviews with, with Dino and talking about that and how, you know, their drum editing specifically was kind of a big deal. They record what they can, you know, get it as good as they can recording, and then they edit it to clean it up and, you know, make the machine gun sounds, machine gun rapid fire triplets and all that good shit. Um, and that's badass. And they contend that's what they're known for. That's what Fear Factory is known for is their triplet picking and their fucking crazy ass kick drums. And, if they stick around, that will never change. And I don't know if they'll stick around. And I'm sure whoever comes in on drums, whether it's Gene Hoagland again or anybody else, you know, they got some they got some big fucking shoes to fill. So that's cool. But that's my review, my in-depth review of the album I cannot remember the name of from Fear Factory. I'm surprised I remember their name. So that's that's where I stand there. Thanks for listening. So I probably should have put this part in the beginning of this episode, and I didn't because I'm dumb. And I may have said that before, but I put it out there um, a week or two ago on the social media asking what people thought if I were to host a live stream or a live recording, if you will, of a Zoom call, um, just me and then whoever decides to join and just chat about whatever. Maybe I'll have some talking points if I have the brain to actually print something out or use a notebook or something. And then just keep it going. And then if people join, chat them up about whatever. They could ask me questions. We could just talk. And, you know, camera's optional on Zoom. Um, record that whole thing and then upload that as an episode or even multiple episodes depending on how much information, you know, how much crap you know, we get out of it. And I don't expect a lot of people to join, but it would be cool. So anyway, I actually got semi-decent feedback. I got a few people who definitely said they were on board and, uh, that's cool. Um, a lot fewer responses than I hoped. Um, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I am going to try and get a, an actual, uh, trial run of a zoom interview out of the way first. I just got to pick the person and then see if they're into it and make it happen. And so look forward to that. That might be the next episode if I can swing that sometime this coming week, um, depending on my work schedule and obviously their schedule because I don't know what the fuck they got going on. And we'll see how it goes because, you know, I'm going to keep that one short, you know, 15, 30 minutes, something like that, at least the Zoom call part of it because um, I don't know 
what we'll talk about. But anyway, what I've done is uh, let me consult my schedule. Take a good look at my calendar here on my telephone. Dear telephone, unlock. Unlock, bitch. There we go. I want to say what I've done is on Saturday, 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 not Sunday, 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 Saturday, 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 July 10th at noon o'clock, noon mountain daylight time. And it's mountain daylight because we're in daylight saving time. Mountain daylight time, noon o'clock from noon to two. I have set up a Zoom session that I will be hosting me, your lovable, plucky, fun motherfucker, also known as Daddy, um, or James, whatever you want to call me, but mostly Daddy, just not Jim. I think I've established that. Um, You can come, you can join in, you can chat, you can just listen. Uh, Cameras are optional again. When I upload to the YouTube, um, depending on how many people are using their cameras and whatever, and I'll probably seek the advice of the people that join, if anybody even joins, See what they they think about uploading the video. Because um, I know Anchor, I think Anchor.fm says that I can upload video files, but I don't know if it posts the actual video or if it just takes the audio from the video file and throws that up and that's what goes out to Spotify and everything. I have no idea. Um, but I actually do upload to YouTube because um, people requested that I do. So I do. And it's usually the day after the episode actually goes out to everything else and if uh if we get people using their cameras and i record i'll be recording the whole thing the video and the audio obviously maybe i'll just keep the video and you can see my beautiful face and you can look into my eyes as i stare into the little black hole that is the camera and rub my nipples or don't um yeah so anyway noon to two saturday july 10th There is an event created on my Facebook page for the Death Metal Disco Podcast. So if you just go to Facebook and search for the Death Metal Disco Podcast, um, you should find it. Look in the events. Uh, I haven't sent out the invites to people from the page yet. I think I might have shared it once on my personal page. But I'm going to start pimping that out on uh, the social media. Uh, Definitely Twitter because I can actually throw the link in there. Um, I know for Instagram, I'd have to put the link in my bio and go from there. And I don't know if I'll do that because it's just a pain in the ass. Like, I don't, I don't know why you can't just put a link in the comments, whatever. I'll just look forward to getting messages. Hey, DM us to collaborate or whatever. Like all the cute girls that I know, like I got, I got a lot of lady friends who are beautiful. Like actual lady friends that I know, not just people that I follow on Instagram who are also beautiful, but, you know, ladies that I know, mostly from work in my previous jobs um, that are gorgeous and they'll take the occasional selfie and they'll post it and their comments are like just 95 different accounts saying, hey, DM us to collab, DM us to collab. Fucking clowns. They don't have nearly the game that I do where I'm just like, oh, you're pretty and that's it. So that's that's the game I got gonna die alone and that's okay anyway my cat's cleaning herself right now so that's gross um july 10th noon to two zoom call it'll be open to anybody who has that link um which could be interesting because i know a lot of people like to crash zoom calls uh but really you need the link in the access code or at least the link um or the phone number but 
Uh, I'm going to start trying to promote that. I'm probably going to try and schedule a bunch of posts for it here in the very near future and try and make a go of it, see what's up. I'm not interviewing anybody, you know, like specifically cool for it. Um, you know, anybody of notable reason or whatever. Uh, Katie and Kimmy from The Lost Chill, uh, they might be on it, so I might talk to them for a little bit. Uh, our friend Lindsay and Ken, their baby turns one uh, that week, but I think that day is the birthday party, like right after that, like three o'clock. So uh, I got invited to that. So I'm going to do this thing and then go over there and, you know, talk shit about how great it is to not have kids, but probably, you know, make googly eyes at the baby because that baby's adorable. And babies love me. So, um, yeah, that's going to be my Saturday on July 10th from noon to 2, Mountain Daylight Time. Check Facebook, facebook.com. It might be slash the Death Metal Disco. I can't remember what the fucking link is. God forbid I prepare myself for one of these things before I record. But you know what to do. Go to Facebook, search for the Death Metal Disco. Um, I think there's an events tab on there. Either way, you should see it here posted within the next day or two. Um, and I'll be sharing it all over my social media, uh, Twitter at death disco pod and Instagram at death metal disco pod cat. I think it's at death metal disco. I, fuck. Why haven't I written this down anywhere? Um, yeah, I thought about trying to start up a Tumblr blog or even a blog on my website, www.cummingsvo.com. Um, right now the podcast, actually each episode goes to a, ta a tab on my website, my voiceover website. I don't know if anybody actually uses it. It doesn't look like it's had any clicks recently. Um, somebody has before though. Um, and I thank you if you listen to this on my website, it is kind of a pain in the ass. I'm going to have to switch the player that it uses because every time I go to it, it doesn't load the episodes for some reason. I actually have to click the refresh button to see the episodes. And then instead of showing the most recent episode at the top, it's, it shows the first episode, which, I mean, is cool if you've never uh, never, never heard the podcast at all. Um, but generally speaking, I think when people go to check out a podcast, they probably want to see the most recent episodes. Me, not so much. Sometimes I like to go back and listen to the first one, or at least scroll through and see what the recent uh, titles and descriptions were and... Sometimes my titles are obvious and sometimes they're not at all obvious. So, you know, whatever, but maybe I'll fix that up sometime soon. Not like I've been busy or anything, except I was just on vacation. Me and the homies went up to Steamboat Springs. Thanks, Noel. Uh, Noel, my best friend Chris's wife. Um, turns out they booked it for themselves. She booked it for her and Chris to get away for the week for a few days. This, uh, VRBO cabin up in Steamboat Springs, which if you've never been to Steamboat Springs in Colorado, it is uh, very, very nice up there. Really not high elevation. I was kind of surprised. I googled it and it's only 6,700 feet. And where I live in Aurora happens to be on a hill and it's 6,100 feet. So um, you do have to drive up and down a whole bunch of fucking mountains to get there. But uh, yeah, not crazy high elevation, but it's beautiful. I've only been in the summertime. I've never been in the winter. Um, yeah. So, Noel, if you happen to listen to this, thank you. Me and the Devlins and your husband appreciate it. We had a we had a very pleasant time. It was hot as fuck up there, but it was hot as fuck down here too, so it's totally normal. Uh, that's what I did with my week. Go back to work tomorrow. 
should be dumb. Yep, that's that's my story. Um, I think my next episode is going to be a mix. I'm going to try and work out the Zoom Zoom call with somebody. Figure it out. Might be my mom. I'm going to see if my mom's into it. You guys can uh, listen to me talk to my mom about what it's like to raise the greatest person on earth, which is me, and uh, how I've betrayed her in so many different ways over time, and, you know, why she still loves me, or whatever. We probably won't talk about me at all. Um, It'll be mostly her, because people that I know are fascinated by her, and that's fine. And we'll get that up, and I'll put it out, and because I like to put out, not with my mom, but that's that's took a weird turn. None of you that know me are actually surprised by this, but that took a weird turn. So I think that wraps this up. Anyway, go listen to the new Fear Factory album. It's actually worth it if you like Fear Factory. You'll probably like the album. It's uh, a couple of bangers on there. Not gonna lie, not bad, not bad at all. Makes me sad but not bad at all. Um, Look on the social media for the link to the Zoom call. Saturday, July 10th, year of our Lord, 2021. Noon to two, Mountain Daylight Time. Uh, Be there or don't be, but if you are there, that'll make me feel a little less like an idiot for setting up a two-hour Zoom call. And that would be cool. I will take the assistance from you on that. Also, um, find me on Tinder. Swipe right. I I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> just just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Anyway, I thank you guys so very much. If you're a, a monthly supporter on Anchor.fm, I really truly appreciate you. Um, if you're an avid listener, if you've ever shared the podcast, thank you so so much. Uh, one day I'll figure out a way to repay you, uh, other than just sending you pictures of nipples, not necessarily mine. Um, if you've shared this with anybody, uh, truly thank you very much. Cause it's literally just me coming up with shit to talk about. And I turn on the computer and I sit in front of this microphone and then start talking. And sometimes it goes okay. Sometimes it's serious. Sometimes I can't remember the name of an album that I'm actually doing an unofficial review on and not because I do reviews on albums because I really don't but I do like music and uh, yeah that's my story on that so I'm going to stop recording I'm going to edit this thing and then I'm going to turn my air conditioner back on because it's hot as fuck in this apartment right now I love you all thank you so much happy Father's Day Uh, even if it's a day late Father's Day in the US I don't know if it was Father's Day anywhere else but Father's Day in the U.S. And if you're a father in a different country, you know, happy Father's Day to you. I don't give a fuck if it's Father's Day there or not. Happy Happy Sunday or Monday, whatever day you fucking listen to this. Happy Father's Day to you. Um, yeah, so cool. I hope you guys have a great week. I will talk to you later. And feel free to message me on the social media. I really, really enjoy hearing from people. Uh, If they like an episode or if they don't like an episode. I haven't had anybody say they don't like an episode yet. Which, I mean, I'm just going to go with the no news is good news. But I've had people tell me they like an episode. Especially when I went in the little serious stuff around Christmas time. The holiday episode. uh, Because the holidays can be sad. So, 4th of July is not really sad unless you're a pet. Or you have bad PTSD. And then that's more of a bummer. So... 
Anyway, 4th of July is coming up. Happy Father's Day, people. I love you. Take care of yourselves and each other.